received your instructions. Touch cards if you like. Let's fight. Welcome, Welcome to Cam Blue's Bout Business MMA Podcast. <laughs> Lou Finicaro. Boom! A production of GreenRollMedia.com, the world's premier sports betting podcast network, rooted in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. 100%! Now, it's fight weekend, and it is time to touch gloves with the most decorated mixed martial arts betting analyst in the business. He's your host of our main event. You ready? Bring it on! Come on! Come on. And he's all about business. Lou Finacaro. Fight enthusiasts, welcome to the Thursday, March 2nd edition, UFC 285, Jones versus Ghana edition of Gamblu's Bout Business Podcast. Always the forefront of our business here is our listeners. We do it for you. Want to thank you for listening in. Viewership or listenership is growing. Numerous countries, states in the United States. We thank every single one of you. Just an FYI, social, I'm at Gamblu, G-A-M-B-L-O-U, email, Lou at Gamblu.com. Listeners, no matter what your questions are, we're getting ready to go into hockey playoffs, UFC strategies, never hesitate to reach out. Anything reasonable is responded to. Last week, what do you know? We stumbled into a three and one, and the main event, Span and Krilov, postponed. I mean, all we can do is is wait until that fight comes up again. That doesn't mean, however, that we will bet it, nor that our bet will be the same. Every situation will be assessed at each time. As far as overall this year, we're 14 and 13, 4.65 units, little 16% ROI going. That's all sounds really impressive, but we're early in the year. We haven't done anything yet but we are creating a little bit of a foundation of profit that we are gonna try and build upon today. With that in mind, let me just bring up a great opportunity that we wanna offer the listeners. It's called the Fights on Us. This weekend's UFC 285 event, obviously a pay-per-view event, the guys at Green Roll Media want to give a listener a chance to watch the fights for free. To enter free, go to Instagram and find Green Roll Media's page. Follow them, tag two friends under the UFC 285, quote unquote, the fights on us post, and it's that easy, you'll be entered. One lucky winner will be announced the day of the fights and will receive a direct payment from Green Roll Media, $79.99 to cover the cost of the pay-per-view. So head over to Green Roll Media's Instagram page and enter to win today. Now let's review our futures. Three of our futures move into today's card. We'll address those as we go through the rounds the sole position remaining, Corey Sanhagen minus 150 against 
Marlon Vera coming up at the end of this month. Funny enough, I'm not finding that line anywhere. It'll be interesting to see what happens when that uh, resurfaces. That was a bet online post that had been on for some time. So it'll be interesting to see when that line is reposted what it is. But I'm going to tell you right now, it's not going to be much different than what we're holding. With all the housekeeping done and behind us, let's now move forward and roll right into round one UFC 285. In round one, we're going to go to the second fight chronologically of the evening, a bantamweight fight between debuting fighter Afghanistan's Farid Basharat. Farid has a brother already in the organization. He's fighting a young man, Daman Blackshear, that has one fight under his belt in the UFC, a tie, a push to uh, Joseph Zalal, which to be quite honest, a draw to Zalal is nothing to really hang your hat on. That said, Blackshear, 12 and four, opens a plus 300 favorite to Farid Bashrat. It's interesting as I look at this originally, my database only had Bashrat's larger older brother in the database. So this fight looked different when I first assessed it. When I take the debuting Bashrat and put him in against Blackshear, the picture changes and it changes from Bashrat to Blackshear. It's hard for me to give Bashrat any credit based on his record 9-0 and and who he's fought. This is his debut fight. He is stepping up, well up, to get into the organization. And yes, he has a brother that's in the organization. That doesn't mean he's his brother. Surely we know the Figueredo brothers, and one is not what the other is. Farid Bashrat must prove to me something in the UFC before you come and hang a minus 450 opener on him. Now he's minus 480. Come back on Blackshear 400. Now, Blackshear really unusually sized for the division. 135 pounder, he's 5'10". He'll be two inches taller. At 28, he's three years older than uh, the Bashrat uh, Afghani fighter. He's going to have a reach advantage and he's a switch hitter. The issue is he has shown in previous fights a propensity to not be able to stop a sneeze, let alone a takedown attempt. And Bashrat's going to try and wrestle him up. Most think Bashrat's going to run through Blackshear like a hot knife through butter, but I got to see it first. This number on Blackshear is wrong. He's big, he's strong, he knows his weaknesses. If anything, just like a good football team, between fight one and fight two, or game one and game two, there's some serious improvement. I'm going to take the physically more imposing Blackshear in this round one fight. Currently priced plus 400. That's the easiest half unit I ever spent. Now let's move into round two. Round two, Cameron Simon. 
we discussed this fight last week in a tease because he's the second part of our parlay who we used with Mike Mallett, the Canadian who disposed of Johan Liness in the first round finish. So the first part of that parlay was the easy part because this fight here, Cameron Simon against Amana Martinez, again, another Bantamweight bout. This is gonna be a highly competitive bout. Mana Martinez is tough. He's got a 10 and three record. He's a glory MMA fighter, so I'm not sure where he went to train for this one. He opens as a plus 155 underdog to Simon, which I believe is probably how this fight should be priced. Simon, just 22 years old, he's stepping up in class pretty well, but he's very, very acutely prepared. He has won his only UFC event against a kid named Kozlo, TKO round three, that I don't give him a ton of credit for. Listen, Mana Martinez is going to be bigger. He's going to be longer. He's going to have more experience, more UFC caliber opponents. Simon's the one that's got a lot to prove here, and which is why we took him in a parlay last week. We currently hold Simon plus 106 at the expense of a unit. Mana Martinez currently priced plus 255. This is getting to be a little bit steep. Surely the play here is Simon, and surely few have him in a plus position like we do. Round two, Cameron Simon just got to win the fight, plus 106. I do look for a really tough decision here. Those that were interested in playing fight goes the distance, that's a plus 110 and absolutely a worthy consideration. That's round two. Now let's move into round three. Round three we've also discussed as a future position a few weeks ago. We're going to go to the ladies. You know, usually I like the heavier weighted guys. But it just so happens that in our releases today, uh, the first three rounds are undersized fighters. Unusual for me, but it is what it is. We try and uncover value where we can find it. So in the prelims, the ladies and their flyweights, Viviane Arujo, please excuse the pronunciation, Amanda Rivas. This is gonna be an excellent fight. Two evenly matched gals that are on the cusp of being cut decision makers each of them this fight opens a dead pick em, and the total of course two and a half rounds over minus 270. in this fight i see the decision side to rebos actually rebos is a vivacious personality she's got really good feet she's got good experience she's got fast hands good jujitsu and well-rounded She's a good, solid fighter, but a, not a top 10 caliber fighter, in my opinion. When you turn the page to the, her fellow Brazilian fighter, Viviana Arujo, you see what appears to be a decision machine. She's 11 and 4, but there's an interesting technicality to this fight. Though they fight at 125. It's Rebus that originally fought at 115 who steps up to 25, while it was Viviane fighting at Bantamweight 135 that moves to 25. When these girls get in the ring, Araju is going to be the bigger girl. 
She's gonna have tremendous size and I think she's the much more violent girl. And yes, she's had a few decisions. That's been because she's placed against some decent fighters. Listen, a five round decision loss to Grasso, who, oh, by the way, is in the co-main event uh, Saturday, is nothing to be ashamed of. I think this fight was mispriced when we took Arujo plus 110 now the price, Amanda Ribas minus 120, Vivian plus 100, hasn't moved much, but you're still not paying a price on Arujo. Plus 100 or better on Vivian Arujo is the release for round three. That's a one unit bet. Now let's move into round four. In round four, we're still moving up the prelims and we're going to center ourselves on finally a couple of big boys, middleweights, where we're gonna have Drikas Duplessis, South African fighter shipping in, ready to fight Derek Brunson. Fascinating fight. Drikas opens 150, Brunson plus 130. That's exactly where this fight should be lined, in my humble opinion. On the Duplessis side, you've got a championship level fighter in all levels of fighting as he's arrived to the UFC. Everywhere he's been, he has won. That said, level of competition faced Till, Tavares, Trevin Giles. I mean, yeah, I'll give Tavares respect, but his highest level of competition, Brad Tavares, doesn't come close to holding Derek Brunson's jock despite the fact that Brunson's now 39 years old. Yes, Duplessis at 29 is a decade younger than Brunson. He's primarily a striker. We haven't seen him wrestle, nor have we had to see him wrestle. Why? He's never been in with any kind of wrestling threat. And these are questions that I have, especially since now, Duplessis has been steamed to 235, take back on Brunson plus 200. The most profitable segment of UFC betting is taking the underdog when the opening favorite opens between minus 100 and minus 200 and rises. That's Duplessis sitting at minus 235 now after opening minus 150. Okay, there's steam on him. There's also recency. And by that, I mean, Duplessis, this is his third fight in seven months. For a 29-year-old guy, is he biting off a little more than he can chew? He's surely going fast, okay? Brunson, meanwhile, is ready to fire fresh. He's older, but he's got an unbelievable level of experience as well, who he's been in with, the elite of the division. Cannoneer, he just lost to, but it was a year ago in 2022. Hermanson, he had a fight with that got canceled. So in comes old man Brunson. Almost everybody's forgot about him. They're looking at his age and they're seeing a lot of success in Duplessis and they're steaming the wrong guy. Round four, Derek Brunson plus 200. I'd take it right now before people catch on. I like the wrestling of Brunson. I like his experience. I like who he's been in with. And this just could be with all the travel and how much he's fought in the last seven months, this just could be a little bit of a PhD 
for Duplessis. So with that, let's move into round five. Round five, the return of John Bones Jones. This is going to be an extremely interesting, telling fight. His opponent, Cyril Gahn, is no one to be messed with. Gahn, in short time, has risen to the top five of the UFC heavyweight division. In 2016, he began his kickboxing career. In 2018, his UFC career started. By 2018, John Jones had 20 fights or better professionally. So what we have here is a guy in Cyril Gunn, good size, though he's going to be an inch shorter, 32 years old, good reach, but his fight game is based on his athleticism, his death striking, his ability to move, 60% significant strike percentage offense for Gunn, 63% significant strike defense for Gunn. So you see he's an artist in there. He's using his feet. He's using his strength, his precision striking, bludgeoning knees to keep opponents away until he can find the right opportunity to close in for the kill. The key for Gan is who he's fought, for he's never fought anyone with wrestling chops, period. Now, in his fight with Nganu, which he lost via decision, he basically lost that fight because Nganu, who couldn't move, Frankensteined his way over, got a hold of him, and dragged him down. In the fourth and fifth rounds, after Gan got a little bit tired using his footwork, moving around. John Jones is a pressure-based fighter. He's meeting as a junkyard dog, and he's coming in, and those that don't think he's going to wrestle, I'm confounded by. It's clear that's what he's been practicing. He's got five different heavyweights in his camp, forcing him to wrestle and slam them down when he's fatigued and tired. It's my opinion that John Jones is going to inflict a wrestling-based attack on Cyril Gahn, take him down, and I think it's going to be very difficult for Cyril Gahn to react from bottom position. Further, it's one thing to move around striking and floating like a butterfly and stinging like a bee, and it's another thing to try and keep a 250-pound John Jones that's top-heavy in a wrestling position off of you. That kind of exertion to get to the fence, then try and get up, will sap the ability of a man to be able to use his quickness and his snap in his punches. I see this as a John Jones opportunity. It's also an opportunity for us because Jones is currently priced minus 165. If we didn't have a bet on John Jones in future, holding a dog position plus 115, I would be recommending Jones at minus 165. Fortunately for us, we have the plus 115. Those that don't, I would suggest this. You don't want to pay the 165. I'd maybe have you look at Team and John Jones with Mateus Gamrot, who's fighting Jalen Turner. Now, I'm not using Gamrot in our podcast as a release. But I want to give those that don't have the great price on John Jones a second option. And a Gamrot 
to John Jones. Parlay's going to pay you plus 130, plus 140. That could be the way to go for you. For the podcast and our recording purposes, we got John Jones plus 115, and I think he's going to make a very decisive return. That's my opinion. Now, the podcast is out early this week because I'm going to the widespread panic show in Las Vegas at the Virgin Hotels on Friday and Saturday night. I'm not going to be looking at the fights or addressing emails, really. I encourage you to communicate with me at any time. Just understand that this week, it may be Sunday or Monday before I get back to you. Until then, enjoy this great fight card. Good luck and keep your hands up. Locked into Gamblue's Bout Business MMA podcast featuring Lou Finicaro. Hit our subscribe button and never miss out on Lou's behind the scenes access to the world of MMA. Of all the superlatives. Oh! Oh! hand is ridiculous. Oh my goodness. Bam! The legs go. I mean, that is clean. Want the best sports betting podcast on the board? Look no further than GreenRollMedia.com each and every weekend. GreenRoll's covering the NFL, college football, and MMA better than anyone. Bringing you behind the counter of the most well-renowned sports books in Las Vegas. That's GreenRollMedia.com. GreenRollMedia.com. Home of the world's premier sports betting podcast network.